for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, we are getting to the end of our March Tuning Madness sale at Calibrated yep. Power. Uh, I think we have finally tested the limits of all of our coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and vendors. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy. We think about putting a sale together like this over at Calibrated Power, March Tuning Madness, crazy, crazy deals. People are chomping at the bit, you know, between... Uh, well, tax returns, um, stimulus checks, um, people just waiting. General to, just spring yeah, fever. Yeah, just spring fever. <laughs> like, weather's nice. I'm going to spend money. Um, and then, you know, everything going on where we've, you know, talked about a little bit with, like, all the EasyLink stuff going on right now and, and trying to maintain stability, having hardware in stock to fulfill orders. Um, it's just, it's been a wild ride. I think our, our whole team over at Calibrated has done a really good job with that. I thought was also really interesting. Just wanted to give kind of a shout out. Um, we had some guys from out east um, come into the shop for a few days with a brand new 2021 L5P. So we, we had the boys on a couple weeks back. I build my diesel. Um, they came out with a new shop truck, 2021 L5P, that we did some baselining on, some tuning, a turbo upgrade. Um, so, you know, it was really cool to kind of put a face to the name. You know, we had them on the podcast. We've been talking to them on the phone. They decided to to drive halfway across the country and, you know, have some stuff done to literally a virgin truck. Yeah, what a fun project. Wild. Yeah. So, so Kyle, who was on the show. Yeah. Uh, and, and then one Jeremy. Of, yep. yep. Uh, they came in um, and... We baselined the truck, then we tuned the truck, yep. then we dynoed the truck again, then we put a turbo on it, then we dynoed the truck again. And I know I left uh, to come and do some recordings as they were wrapping up the end of their dyno yep. session. So I'm really excited. I think we're going to have to have an update from those guys and hear a little bit more about what their experience was like yep. driving a truck from Jersey to Illinois bone stock. And then back. And yep. then driving home with tunes and a turbo yep. and kind of what did that feel like? No, definitely. I think uh, it's really it's really ironic. You know, we get a lot of phone calls coming in. One of the reasons I'm bringing this up is we get a lot of phone calls come in day in, day out where, oh, my truck was on the dyno. My truck only made X power. Right. And in the, the general consensus is if I have a truck and I put it on the dyno and I mash the throttle, the truck's going to make a power number. And that's how much horsepower I have. But gearing plays a role. What gear you're in, how long that gear is maintained, that RPM sweep that you're under, loading of the truck, so on and so forth. And the 2020 plus L5Ps have a 10-speed transmission, and there is no trans-tuning, so it's it's tricky. You can't make the truck hold a gear, okay? So you you have a really good window for testing, um, and it, it throws some of that some of those numbers off. You know, it throws a couple things off. So um, as much as they had a good experience and they learned, it's one of those things where we have another 10-speed Allison under our belt, you know, for <laughs> for tuning. So like I said, just want to give a shout out to those guys to drive halfway across the country, stay here and play at the shop for a few days and be patient with us as, you know, we help create their end goals, which they have higher power goals than what they're at. This is just kind of like that stage one kind of in 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 form of getting there. Right. Um, you know, I just want to give a shout out. It was really cool to be part of that project. Absolutely. And hey, guys, we got some other really cool stuff coming up in the show today. We're going to be talking with Derek Rose from DNR Customs. He's our uh, current reigning Ultimate Callout yep. Challenge champion. Uh, of course, we're also going to hear from our super tech, Jeremy Garnett, with an awesome pro tip. And Sean Lynn will be on the show uh, to help us out a little bit talking about L5P uh, tuning and some troubleshooting that goes yeah. along with that. That's that, pretty common. Yeah, that it's 
crazy to think that this day and age and how the L5P changes tunes and it's t- it's totally taken the industry, you know, for a loop because it's so unorthodox from any other switch on the fly truck that we've played with. And also so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's super cool. Uh, but you know what? The most simplistic things are the most confusing sometimes because a lot of times you overcomplicate it. Absolutely. So. Well, hey, guys, without any further ado, let's kick it over to our conversation with Derek Rose. Derek Rose, how the hell are you? Oh, doing quite well. Uh, if uh, I guess we can't can't complain a little bit uh, on the busy side, I, I guess we could say. Hey, that's a good problem to have. It seems like the diesel industry as a whole has that same similar response. Shops are busy. Uh, you know, the company's mail orders, everything. Everything's just kind of popping and booming right now. Well, you know, Chris, I know for me, I don't get my four-wheal drive vehicles out until all the snow melts yeah. and, the, I, and the salt is off the road, so that makes sense. Like, now Why people can drive their truck. Why are you attacking diesel on, truck owners? <laughs> Dude, you're Pave, such a, a pavement princess. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Derek, obviously you've been around uh, the diesel performance industry for a really long time. Anybody who's new to the show or new to the diesel scene, uh, Derek Rose was our 2019 Ultimate Callout Challenge winner, yeah. uh, and also a huge legacy in racing with ODSS. And pretty much just as long as I've known diesel racing to be yeah. around, we've been hearing your name. Uh, can you give our maybe our newer listeners a little bit of your history or your background in diesel performance? Um, as a company, I've, you know, a lot of us diesel like they're racers and enthusiasts. We are, a lot of us are shop owners. So I started a shop in. 2006 we really didn't start you know doing anything cool until 2009 or so um and just evolved as a company over the years um sometime in 2013 and 14 we uh got into the racing scene and uh it's when everything was just evolving and uh we were doing things um you know that were kind of unheard of with a you know heavy pickups and we transformed into um got into the racing uh with a wreck pickup truck we bought back in like 13 and pretty much 2014 ish as i started working on it full time and um took it from i guess being a a nobody um just another you know guy in michigan and you know fast forward seven years or six years and i worked my ass off um along with a lot of you know other companies and pretty much went from uh nothing to having one of the you know the fastest four-wheel drive pickups in the country uh, landing ourselves on uh, national TV last year with Street Outlaws. Yeah, um, so that was pretty cool. The cool. first time um, on national TV, we, uh, you know, as a industry, try to get or as as um, how do I say, like first guy in the industry to get on national TV, and I feel like represented it, you know, the best I could. And that was we didn't we didn't do really good, but we, uh, um, you know, we did did all right against a bunch of three thousand horsepower uh, fast cars. So. <laughs> Um, that's pretty much the, the story, you know, went from not, uh, I guess zero to hero, but maybe not a hero. I don't know how to say it. Like, <laughs> No, I, I think no, you're right, man. You're trying to be humble. I think you are a hero. I, I think yeah. you're coming off of the big win, uh, of ultimate call out challenge, which was like our last big national diesel competition. Yeah. Uh, and you yeah. crushed it, man. Like, like you, you, you showed up and, and you're not somebody who showed up for the first time and won it you went through those those trials and tribulations of the early years of of ucc or those first couple years of ucc um second second place twice if i remember correctly uh yeah two times in a row and then a 
so I think the first year we got fourth or, or something, we were actually in, you know, we were in second the whole competition, and then we lost uh, we lost a motor in the sled pull, and everyone, uh, we were still in, like, second or third, and then everyone decided, because uh, they sucked sled pulling, that we were going to pull uh, <laughs> twice. So, uh, and then the track got better, and uh, we, were, we were done. We had a hurt motor. It, it was all done. So, um, I think we did fourth or fifth the first year, second every year after that, and um, and then first uh, in 2019, and then obviously last year with the uh, virus, we weren't able to um, go, and, you know, last year was just kind of a short year in general for everybody. So, you know, it's... It's safe to say you've been at the top of the game for a long time, right? We know that your your name's been at the top of the the list as uh, you know the UCC gets brought up and talked about. Uh, what was it like for you last year, knowing that UCC wasn't going to be held, and you know what things did you do? 19 going into 20 in preparation for the truck, and then what did you really do over the course of 2020 since there wasn't a lot of competition? Um, moving into 20, like we were pretty much gung-ho going into like we went down you know we busted butt all winter long got the truck ready motor refreshed um we switched over to a turbo 400 transmission so we took we took over from running like 30s you know in 19 which uh we you know were pretty much running a 50498 like we had uh pretty much one of the you know the fastest four-wheel drive truck at that time uh we went you know we were down at um um, Ryan Milliken's race at Hardway uh, there in March for the spring opener uh, won it and we had a boatload of confidence going you know leaving there well um, it was kind of a big shit storm that's kind of when everything hit we got word that you know the grocery stores everything was going crazy up here in Michigan everyone was real normal down in Florida because um, you know maybe the word didn't get down there as fast so we were ready like I was the truck was going, we were going to be on a terror. And I think everyone knew it that a competition wise, like we, uh, we had a plan and I didn't think, uh, you know, obviously we didn't go, but I didn't feel there was anyone that was going to really, um, be on the level that I was prepared to, to be at going there. Um, that, that aside, uh, for the year, we, you know, some of our races early on got canceled. Everything got freaking canceled. Um, and then I got a call early June said, Hey, what are you doing? Uh, you want to try out for street outlaws, uh, by the team Detroit, um, guys that, that do that. I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> so we, um, we, you know, scrambled around, got everything ready. Cause we were just sitting idle for two months. There's no place to go. Tracks were closed. You guys remember everything was closed. Yep. Yeah. So we, uh, were able to go to our local track, do some testing and, um, ended up doing quite well compared to what, you know, time, time wise, what the other guys are doing, took us a bit, figuring it out, tore up some stuff. Um, and we got the call that we need to be in, uh, Casper, Wyoming. Um, I think it was July, like July 4th weekend. So it was a, it was just a fast paced deal and that we could be gone for two or three weeks. So, um, went out there and did that. And it was just a, it was a real fast paced, two months like my june and july were just like a blur um <laughs> it, was, it was definitely it was an awesome time can you talk a little bit about a little bit more about your experience with the street outlaws um racing now obviously a lot of people follow the show on tv yep. and it, it looks like it's very 
loose, like it's just a group of guys who showed up at a, a back alley to go do drag racing. Can you, you tell our listeners a little bit about what it was like in real life? So, obviously, if you follow the show, which, I mean, I'm sure you guys may have, um, we did. It, You know, there was the original guys, um, the Oklahoma guys, and then, you know, we were on the Met, we went on the Memphis show, which is with the J.J. DeBoss, the fastest in America deal. Um, I mean, they're just all, it was all a bunch of regular guys that go racing, other than, you know, I was the only weird guy with a damn four-wheel drive diesel truck. Um, <laughs> they were nothing... I tell you what, going out there and being on the show, like being all mic'd up, all that stuff, it was as real as it gets. Everyone can talk crap and be like, man, it's just all all fake, this, that, and the other. It was real. Like, you didn't have time to, to mess around. Like, we did, the, we did the driver's meeting, and they're just all, you know, all right, you know, because they picked me first because the road sucked, it's cold. Like, go out, you go first. You know what I mean? You got four, you got four tires, so... And I talked to the producer. I'm like, hey, how long I got? He's like, um, 15 minutes. I'm like, bro, I just put my transmission in an hour ago. And <laughs> I got, so I left. I, I skipped, like, the driver's meeting after all that, and they started doing all the, the betting and all that. And it was it was as real as it gets. Um, other, I wish for the show, if I was running it, I would show a bit more of the racing and behind, like, it's real. Like all the drama that they portray and show, you know, that try to like focus on, it's really like, it's minuscule of what's actually going on um, behind the scenes. You know, it's, it's, it's real racing guys on laptops, tuning, checking pressure. I mean, you know, doing whatever they can, you know, talking about the road, um, all the drama BS is just, I guess for TV, but it's, it's as real as it gets. And it's, it's hard. It's, those cars and, you know, how fast everyone is trying to go and how much they're pulling the power out of the, you know, the car to, to make it stick. And it's sketchy. I mean, they, the guys, I mean, TV, the, being there and watching on TV, 100% different. Like, imagine, <laughs> it's not even, not even the same. So we'll switch gears a little bit. You, you did that. You said that that was June, July. What did the rest of the twenty of twenty twenty look like, and what was the preparation for going into winter, getting ready for you know what's about to come, UCC twenty twenty one? Well, we um, so we had a little bit of trouble out there. Um, I'll, I kind of back up our first test night. We exploded a transfer case, which is, they're not supposed to break, um, and had to next day air one. So we got that switched around, and then um, we had a little bit of issue uh, with some nitrous. Uh, nitrous controller out there and then what happened was i started noticing we couldn't turn the motor over very good because we were you had to bar the motor over i had to do some injectors set the lash and like motor got real tight so didn't really think much of it um did did the outlaws deal came back got ready for uh rocky top got home and uh same thing i really couldn't turn the motor over uh by hand uh not at all so we're yeah i figured i bent the crank um whatever loaded up you know, no big deal. Can't turn the motor over, but the starter turns it over. So headed, you know, uh, 12 hours south to go racing <laughs> and, uh, went, went down to Rocky top. Um, and I think we went off the trailer, went like a, a five Oh, and then I think we went like a four ninety eight. lost the damn trans. Um, and we had to, you know, pull the trans out. So, uh, you know, went to go borrow the motor over and wouldn't turn over. Got all my buddies and hey, see so you can turn the motor over. Nobody turned the motor over. 
so <laughs> we had to bump we had to bump the starter to get the motor to turn over and i just figured the crank was bent and uh um we kept adding power adding nitrous adding fuel and that thing just would not go faster than like a 98 99 it was just it, it something was wrong and um we ended up, I think, losing in uh, the second round or third round in, and because um, Johnny Gilbert and Josh Shrugs, they were they were just on rails, and um, I don't think their motors were hurt like mine, but no excuses. It was it was good. So we come back. I was pissed. I figured the motor was done, and our season was pretty much over. Uh, let it set for a month, um, just for shits. Went out, went to go see. Couldn't turn the motor over, so bumped the starter. Thing started in like one and a half revolutions. I was so pissed. And so then I just started taking it apart piece by piece, hoping maybe a CP3 was locked up, just something dumb and nothing. So we ended up pulling the motor apart, taking it all, all down. Um, I couldn't physically see anything wrong. I took it right down to the short block and then I took it down to freedom. And then I got a call from LJ and he's like, he's like, I got good news and bad news. Good news is you didn't bend the crank. Bad news is your motor split in like four spots and it was about ready to just come apart. Oh my God. That's, yeah, that's neat. So um, <laughs> pretty much, and that was, you know, I don't know, November, and um, some things have transpired on my end as far as, like, thinking about UCC for this year. And um, we kind of at that point decided that we were going to probably hold off on doing UCC because of the cost of the motor. And um, I kind of invested real heavily in my in my business doing some stuff. Um with uh i opened up a i got a second shop now uh, that we're going to be doing all of our transmissions out of took all of our custom fabrication away from our shop into this other shop so kind of decided to invest just real heavily in in the business and take advantage of i guess the good times in the industry and try to um try to grow the company and um we're going to probably uh we're going to be taking the season off Wow. Really? Okay. I, that's that's so wild to hear. I, yeah. I Now, listeners, I had heard a little bit earlier on that Derek wasn't going to be doing UCC, but Chris, you and I were just talking before we dialed yeah, yeah. of like, wow, well, well, I assume he's still running ODSS, but you're going to take a, a season off of racing. Yeah, and it's kind of, it, and a lot of people are like, huh? And, <laughs> you know, honestly, like, I don't, I don't know of anybody um, that is really hasn't that has went from like 13 or 14, you know, as a single individual and has not stopped um, till, you know, like this year, like there's always been, everyone takes a year off, they're building a truck or building a car or selling this and, you know, but we haven't. And, um, you know, we ground hard last year. Street Outlaws took a lot out of me, man. It, it was, it was hard on the business. I mean, we, we took, you know, we were gone for three weeks. Um, and when I'm running the business, it's, it takes a toll. And um, you'd be, you guys know how much, cost goes involved is involved in uh you know when you step away from a business and racing in general um so we just i just decided that this is the year to um just kind of double double down go back to you know focusing on the business making things better um reinvesting and you know racing racing's always going to be there it sucks to to you know to kind of park the truck a little bit but we got kind of got a car project going that we really have kind of been teasing the internet with here and there um and haven't really unveiled too much of that so there's that going on and we're working on it a little bit but at the end of the day um you know we're, we will be taking you know the most of the season off we're probably going to go do some races 
I want to take the family out and like my kids still, they want to go see their friends and we enjoy it. So we'll probably still be at a couple events for sure. Sure. Well, you, you know, it's, racing is changing and that's something that, that I think a lot of people in the industry are talking about right now. That's um, a big topic. And, and it is important that, that I think that we kind of, kind of address some of that as well, because as uh, we had on Greg Jolly a couple weeks ago to talk about the ODSS season, uh, we have Chris Cyril coming up to talk about UCC and Levon and everybody else. Uh, there is also this thing going on with, with all of the EPA activity in the industry right now. Has that played any weight into your decision to take the season off? Yes. Uh, you know, there's, there, uh, um, we'll just kind of leave it at that. We are, you know, we're dealing with them as, um, you know, we, we got our visit like everybody else did in the industry and, you know, it took a while for them to really care. And so we're dealing with that this year. And that's probably one of the, the major things that we're, um, you know, that's one of my big decisions because we, we have to take care of that. And it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of money. So with, and again, with like loss of income, like, I'm not going to lie. We've all, we all done tunes. We all done stuff that, you know, they deem, um, not you know they deem illegal and us we're just fixing pickup trucks so with the ever-changing you know mindset that we can't do that anymore so it's you know it's considered a loss right we had a certain revenue that we did as a shop and you know for me it was a certain percentage so now i'm trying to offset that loss um with some growth in the company um so we're going to just try to expand our trans side of the company um, a bit and tr- and grow our fab side and then just offset that loss of, you know, of income that a lot of us, you know, that um, if you're smart, you're going to tell people no, that we, you know, we can't do that anymore and um, and just in, in deal with it. Sure. Uh, racing side, I don't know. They're, they're up, you know, they're trying to go after all of our racing. I don't know how that's going to transpire. I'm ho- I mean, as a whole, the industry is, is just, I mean, it's huge. Uh, I mean, it's probably un- unfathomable how big it is and how many jobs and just, you know, uh, I don't even, I couldn't, couldn't imagine it going away. So I think we just need to be smart as businesses and do what's right for, you know, all the pickups on the road and, you know, focus on what we can do so we can keep racing. I think that's some really great yeah. advice there, and that's something that I know we've been talking about a lot around the shop as well. It's, well, okay, if we couldn't do it the way that it used to be done, well, what is what is the new way and right. what does that look like? Uh, Derek, you also had mentioned expanding your guys' transmission program. Uh, I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. What kind of transes do you guys build? Uh, what's your specialty? So we've, you know, honestly, like, we've never really even advertised um, doing anything I because we've been bombarded with, I can't build them fast enough just to my local area. So we, we've been doing, uh, you know, the 47, 48 game for, for years, for, I don't know, seven, seven plus years. Um, the past three or four, um, as you guys know, like the 68 RFE is, um, uh, is, is yet to be, uh, it's non-desirable for some, we love them. We, we feel we do a really good job, um, at fixing a lot of the problems. Um, you know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of TCM uh, calibration that can go into making them work really well. So we think we got that down um, pretty good. And we, we pretty much stick to just, just those two and um, just in our area. I really don't want to get into doing, um, you know, you can, you know, there's tons of guys out there that are shipping transmissions all over the place. I really don't want to get into that. I want to just kind of 
we're in a really good area of where um, our, our little network here and and I would say you know east eastern Michigan I mean we got people driving all over for stuff but if I uh, we can just grow that a little bit by by servicing my area we really like doing the installs um, making sure they drive really good when they leave and we you know we take really good pride in um, in a transmission job that, that leaves our shop so we're Very gonna cool. My goal is to, um, I hired my longtime um, trans builder full-time. Um, he's been basically doing them on the side for me for the past four years. Um, and we literally were overrunning him, and he's coming coming on board, uh, actually starting next week full-time. So I'm pretty pretty stoked to uh, to really ramp up our volumes and just, inc- just do what we're already doing, but I just want to do it better, if that makes sense. I just... I feel like we can just put a little bit more effort into it and uh, grow it a little bit and, um, you know, just do a good job for, for our customers. That's awesome, man. That sounds like like something a diesel racer would say, like, we're doing good. <laughs> can we do a little bit better? Right, right. Can, can we just yeah. push it a little bit further? We ran what that, that 5.0. Like? We want to go a little bit better. Yeah, 499. Right, right, 498. Who cares? Yeah. Right, yeah. I no, it's, it's true. Like, it's, I mean, you can't, I mean, you can be happy just like with, with my business. Like, we're doing okay, but I've, I've probably taken the past four months and five months. I've kind of stepped away out of the shop. I got a really great group of guys that, uh, that have been with me for a long time. And I've kind of, I found myself micromanaging, I guess maybe we all, like if you're a boss or an owner or whatever, like I found myself as more of a kind of a micromanager and, um, I, it's not a good, it's not a good thing to be proud of. So I've kind of been letting, letting them spread their wings as, as employees. And I'm, I kind of drop back and focus more on the business, trying to just restructure a lot of our, our backend stuff from um, just what goes on, you know, from, from costing or inventory, just an overall program to manage what we're doing. And I think it's, it's really making a difference on, on our operations. So that's kind of one of the reasons I kind of stepping back a little bit on, you know, the racing thing this year is just to, to really focus on, I don't say what matters, but at the end of the day, like this is what matters. Racing is, Racing is cool. It's fun. I love it, but it's not, it doesn't pay the bills for us. So, yeah, I hear that. Well, hey, listen, Derek, I, I'm really, really glad that you carved out some time to talk to our listeners today and give us some of that insider knowledge. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about with our listeners? Um, we're going to, you know, back to UCC. I know you guys are kind of getting amped up for that, which, you know, we are too. Um, I plan on going there. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be down there supporting the event. Um, I'm probably going to do a little uh, a little Facebook call out here in another, as we get a little closer, about a month away. We're going to do something for the dyno. Um, I did a little drunken one the other, you know, about three weeks ago, seeing if anyone wanted to be at our numbers. And I think I'm going to actually throw up some serious money, um, like legit, to see if, uh, see if we can, uh, see if somebody wants to uh, try to beat our numbers. I think uh, it's going to, you know, we won the dyno the last two years in a row, and um, I don't know if anyone that's going is willing to, you know, put it on the line to do that. So I'm going to be walking around with a nice stiff mixer. I've never, all the UCCs, I've never really enjoyed myself, like, you know, during the event because we're, we're working. Like, it's a lot of work to go there. And then if you want to be at the level that we are trying to be at, it's just you have to be 100% conscious. You know, like, I never walked the pits. I never walked and talked to anybody. I never went vendor row. Like, um, I didn't really watch much. You know, it was just it was focused. So I'm really looking forward to go down there, just talking with people, bullshitting, and you know, having a couple of drinks and giving some people some nitrous tips, and um, you know, watching, you know, either watching them go or blow, and 
on the dyno and just just kind of hanging out like i haven't haven't done that as a racer and uh just you don't get to do that so i'm really looking forward to that I love that. That's, That's so much awesome. fun too. When when you can go to an event that you have always had to kind of grind <laughs> be on the it other out, end, right, yeah, right, be on right. the other end, and then go back and just relax Enjoy and kind of poke it. at everybody yep. and you know remind them how terrible yep. they all are. I love it. <laughs> um, hey, remind our listeners real fast. What was your numbers on the dyno? Uh, we did uh, last year. We did twenty five oh three, and I think thirty seven eighty nine on uh, Sultan's oh, torque. That's wild. So, and you're shocked that nobody wants to to try to beat that. I, that Who's going to hold together, man? There's only like three of you that have ever been even close to that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's you know, well, Sean, Sean, you know, everyone remembers his episode last year out, um, out west when he grenaded his motor and launched it ten feet in the air. Like, yeah, they, you know, he made a big number there. Um, not saying there's a correction factor, but <laughs> there is. Um, so, you know, same dyno, same day. Um, you know, same air, same everything, two years in a row. We, we showed everybody what was up. Um, and I I know what I put into trying to make that number, and I don't know if anyone's willing to do that. And we have a really good uh, uh, process on how we get up there and do our deal. And um, it's a lot. I mean, you literally have to be willing to blow your shit up. So, um, and we were. And I don't know. Nathaniel's hard. Like, you know, LeVon got up there the one year and he got up there with a 3000 horsepower motor. But at the end of the day, like, just cause you have it, I mean, it, you have to drive your truck on the dyno. You have to, there's certain ways you got to do things to make it stick. You know, you, blow, you, if you, if you kick the tires off, you ain't gonna make no power. So it's just, there's a lot. And I feel our setup was it, you know, it's the best. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like if I went out on the dyno right now, um, with what we got going on, I don't really know if there's too many that are going to, you know, be real close. Like, cause I just feel I, you know, I got it dialed and, um, I've been giving some other people tips. Like I get people messaging me all the time. They're like, you do what? And I'm like, yeah, I drive the, I drive on the dyno with my nut with nitrous. I don't even, I don't even use the throttle. And they're like, huh? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's, you know, I drive with two buttons on the dyno and they're just mind blown. So it's, uh, it's definitely pretty cool. So I'm, I'm excited to go there and maybe help wire some nitrous stuff in, uh, you know, last minute and getting some people's heads and see some cool shit happen on the dyno. <laughs> I love it, man. I am so excited. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Derek. Hey, no, I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, thanks for uh, listening to me ramble for a bit, and we'll, uh, we'll hopefully catch up to you guys down there. Absolutely. Hey, listeners, stick around. Next up, we got Jeremy Garnett coming at you with a super pro tip out of the shop. Here we are, guys, with another awesome segment for our in-the-shop portion of the show. Uh, we have our super tech, Jeremy Garnett. Jeremy, how the hell are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. Uh, this has been a crazy time in the diesel industry. There's a lot of people upgrading their trucks right now. There's also just a lot of things going on. Uh, we're all getting ready for UCC. I know the shop has been slammed lately. Yeah, we've been really busy lately. Have a couple good ones for you. I, I'm so excited, man! Hit me with it. What's the truck we're talking about uh, today? This one's an LML. Uh, came in on a tow truck, uh, no start, and the guy didn't know what was going on. Just it's a basic everyday, you know, 3500 work truck, and came as a no start. So we had to get it in and get it diagnosed. 
I love it. I love it. So everybody knows I am a huge LML fan. I was literally just talking with the guys from I Build My Diesel today mm -hmm. about regular cab LMLs. Um, <laughs> now, this is a quad cab dually, if I remember correctly, right? Is that the one we're talking nope, about? No, this one's going to be a different one. This is going to be a, it's a quad cab single okay. uh, wheel. Uh, it's a big, huge work truck with a big uh, work bed on oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I saw that in the shop. Yep. All right. Came in on a tow truck. What was the complaint or the feedback from the customer? Stopped running while he was driving. So... No, that's scary. Yeah, exactly. So what's everybody think? Uh, CP4. Exactly. Well, in this case, it wasn't. What? So, yeah, um, we got it in, uh, started pulling codes, and saw that it, it had uh, some codes in it for uh, the second fuel pressure regulator, not the primary. There's okay. two regulators on yeah. this truck. So first of all, I'm going to pull the first one anyways and see if there's any metal. Right. Because let's see what happens. Pulled it out. I already had a fuel saver on it. Clean as a whistle. No shit. All right. Let's see what's going on. Get the truck back to you know, put that back together, start going into it a little bit further. And we found out that the wiring was rubbed through on the wiring harness right behind the AC compressor. Oh, my God. So repaired that, got the truck up and started. Good to go. That's such that's such one that's easy to, to just jump to conclusions yeah. and just start ordering parts. And like, what is it? What's the symptoms? Okay. Buy the kit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Where, like, it sounds like you really have to take that second and dive in and start to look through these things one piece at a time. Yeah. Yep. And oh, that's exactly what, in this case, that what we had to do is just take it one piece. Let's look at the obvious first, because what do we all think at right. first? Yeah. So Check it. <laughs> and again, check that off. But it wasn't bad. Right. And he already did the fuel system saver. So we were able to... Just keep going and figure out the problem. I love that, man. That's such a good one. What's the pro tip? What do we want to hit them with? Just all data, Mitchell, you know, Identifix. Just use those as, you know, your guidelines because that really helped me in this case. Like, just it gave me the, you know, the ways of actually testing it and making sure that it wasn't just a bad fuel pressure regulator and then it was bad wiring. Yeah. Because that's what I had to do is just use use your tools. Use the, you know, what's available for you, like all data, drop key yeah stuff like that that's so smart too right because again like you do get into this thing where you're like well i have a lot of experience yeah i've seen a lot of these so i just this is the way i always do it And it's like well hold up <laughs> there's a lot of resources out there there's a lot of suggestions and maybe there's something that like you said following here's the test procedure here's the windows here's the yep. parameters you're looking for you're like oh well this cuts down a lot of my time well and again on this case here i thought it was a bad regulator yeah so and then i'm like well let me look at the let me look at the procedure and well hey crap you know it was rubbed through right in front of my face <laughs> like and i didn't see it <laughs> so i love that man good stuff well jeremy thank you as always for joining us I'm guys fun. stick around we have our new customer service segment coming up we're gonna talk a little bit more about troubleshooting a real world diesel problem All right, listeners, I am here with our super customer service expert, Sean Lynn. Uh, Sean, you've been with the company for some time now. You help customers out when they call in and have problems or just in general have questions and need that, need some help. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So uh, today uh, we were talking a little bit about some of the common stuff that that people have been having questions about. And we thought one of the good things to touch on here is L5P switch on the fly tuning, Correct. Yeah, absolutely. We get calls daily on that. Gotcha. So this is a new product. Uh, we've been doing L5P tuning, I want to say, for about two years now, uh, and it's always been single tunes. 
So traditional switch on the fly tuning requires a hardwired switch to actually be wired into the ECM harness. Uh, but that's not how the L5Ps work. Can you tell us a little bit about how the L5P switchable tuning is supposed to work? Yeah, absolutely, Paul. Um, the L5P switchable tuning is a brand new thing across all brands of trucks. And basically, you can change it right on your steering wheel without installing a physical switch or doing anything special. Absolutely. So so we're going to use the steering wheel controls that already exist on the truck uh, to be able to command switchable. But I think real commonly, you get somebody who calls in and they say something like, hey, I just put your switch on the fly L5P tuning on the truck. And the video says hit the cruise control cancel button, but I can't figure out how to switch my tunes. What do I do? Typically in a scenario like this, I mean, we get calls daily on it. Um, people are typically uh, pushing and holding the cruise control cancel button or leaving their cruise control on. And the switchable feature only works if cruise is off and you push and release the cancel button. Okay. Okay. So if I'm driving down the road, I'm doing like 55, 60 miles an hour and I have my cruise control set. What do I need to do? What steps would you walk me through to be able to switch from, say, I'm in tune five and I want to get down to tune two? Yeah. So in that scenario, the only thing you have to do basically is turn cruise control off right from your steering wheel. And then uh, you hit the cancel button once. And then you can hit the minus button two times to get you down into tune three more if you want to go lower than that. Okay. Awesome. Now, what if I'm parked? What if I'm, I'm stationary in the truck? Uh, and I just hooked up to my trailer, and I remembered, ooh, wait, I'm in the race tune. I want to be in a tow tune. Do I just start driving it and then uh, and then switch it once I'm driving? You can change it when the truck is in the run position or when the truck's actually running, the key's in the run position. The glow plug light will flash depending on which tune you're in, one, two, three, four, five, if the truck is actually running. And if it's not running, the tachometer will go one, two, three, four, five. Awesome. That's right. Yeah. So, so guys, so if you're parked, uh, you can put the truck in the run position, but truck's not actually running. It's just called the run position. Uh, so your, your windows will roll up and down, but your engine's not running. That's usually a good way to tell if you're in the right position. And then, yeah. And then if you go through your same steering wheel controls, you'll see it come up to what 1000 RPM, 2000 RPM, all the way up to five to indicate if you're in tunes one, two, three, four, or five. So I think that's a really cool feature. I think that's super helpful, man. Is there any other tips you want to give to L5P guys while we're here? Uh, yeah. The only other thing I can say is if you push the cruise cancel button and nothing pops up on your dash, typically all you have to do is push the plus button and it'll flash once. The default setting is your stockish level. And if you push the plus button, it should flash one time or go to 1,000 RPM. That's awesome. All right. Well, hey, great advice. Thank you so much for joining us, Sean. Thanks for having me, Paul. Not a problem. Guys, uh, Chris and I will be right back to you, and we'll be wrapping up the show. Engineered for use with both gas and diesel engines, the XDP X-Factor is the perfect choice to restore lost power in your engine. This unique blend is a 100% synthetic friction reducer that's specially formulated to decrease engine wear, improve fuel economy, and reduce the oil operating temperature of your diesel engine. On 6.0 liter power stroke engines, X-Factor eliminates the common stiction issues and helps restore failing Huey injectors. X-Factor is more than just an engine oil additive. Use in your power steering system or add it to your gear oil for enhanced protection. 
X-Factor is safe for use with both synthetic and conventional oils, and one 8-ounce bottle treats up to 5 quarts of oil. To find out more about the XDP X-Factor High Performance Oil Additive, head over to xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. Worldly Custom Fabrication is known for their world-class powder coating, S300, S400, traction bars, and all sorts of other just really, really cool parts for your Duramax, Cummins, and I think even a few Power Stroke parts here and there. Today, we're gonna to be talking about the 2020 GMC 2500 and 3500 Fender Flare Billet Marker Light Delete Kit. Uh, so the, these brand new L5Ps have the marker lights and a lot of guys don't like them. Just flat out, just a lot of guys are not into that look. What they would prefer to have is a color matched billet piece right there to delete that light kit and have it just look a little bit cleaner on the truck a little bit less flashy. So it's kind of a really cool understated exterior piece. Um, and I think it's one of those that it's pretty easy to scan over, but once you see it, you're like, oh, I get it and I love it. Uh, so these will help you clean up the look of your 2020 GMC Sierra or Denali HD truck by replacing the amber fender flare marker lights with these CAD designed CNC machined billet aluminum marker light delete plates from WC Fab available with machine WC Fab logo or without in raw aluminum or of course but what you're all going to choose paint matching of fine texture or fine texture black powder coat to blend into the OEM black plastic fender flare trim. It installs very, very easily. It's a couple of simple hand tools, comes with everything that you guys are gonna need to install it. Uh, if you are thinking about it, or if you have one and you'd like to clean up the look a little bit, no problem at all. Jump over to wcfab.com and you'll be able to find that part right away. The other sponsor I wanted to talk about today is Exergy Performance. With their background in OE development and manufacturing, Exergy Performance brings a unique perspective to the high performance world. They know what features and specifications need to be to ensure proper function. They know how to produce them and they know how to verify that they're correct. The verification process and the equipment that they use is very untypical of a standard diesel repair shop. It, it actually allows them to look at many more system performance characteristics beyond just the average fuel output, which is how most shops will just test it. Uh, what they test is actually from idle to full power using factory calibration points and a few points of their own uh, that they've added for the high performance market. They can fully map a set of injectors uh, and have done so for I don't know, a, a countless number of, of people out there. Uh, the guys who are running at the very top of the industry are running Exergy. The guys who are running their normal street truck are running Exergy. Every one of our employees who has a modified set of injectors is running Exergy. There's a reason that we use them time and time again. If you guys are looking for more, uh, you can check out Exergy's website, uh, but you're probably best off giving a call over to DuramaxTuner.com um, giving a call over to WC Fab, giving a call over to uh, any of their distributors who are out there. Also, if you need technical assistance and you've bought from a distributor, uh, I believe you could still reach out to Exergy if you need to. All right, Chris, that was a fun show today, wow. man. We got to talk to Derek Rose. We got to hear from Jeremy Garnett. Yep. We got to talk with Sean Lynn. Um, 
Guys, just in case anyone didn't know, our March Tuning Madness sale is 15% off Easy Link, 15% off EFI Live, or 15% off L5P Tuning Calibrations. And that is running through March 31st of 2021. Yeah, which is next Wednesday. R- right. So yeah. if you're hearing this and you're like, oh, I've been thinking about it, now is the right time. Yeah. yeah. Jump on it. Do it now. Uh, f- any final words? Man, just thank you to all our listeners, you know, all the downloads, everything like that. Everyone that's been commenting, posting on the Diesel Performance Podcast page. Um, Paul and I wouldn't have the leverage to allow for the company to allow us to do this if it wasn't for that. Um, and we've we've been working on this, man. We've been trying to, you know, keep things up to speed with, you know, interviews and changing up the segments and things like that. So, guys, if you have any comments or any feedback for how we are doing the show, feel free. Message us on Facebook. Comment on our Facebook channel. Whatever you can do to get in contact with us, we'd love to hear from you. Make sure that you know we're doing what we need to do to keep things present. That's right. And if you love it, uh, we want nothing more than a five-star review on five iTunes star. or wherever your other podcast is. if it's going to be less are. than five, make sure you like tag Paul. Like I'm a five, for sure, five-star all day. Paul, four, four and a half maybe. Feel free to leave us a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening today. This has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Thanks a lot. You know, remind them how terrible they all are. I love it. (laughs) Uh, 